Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P, Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Superman returns to his office to find Perry White, Lois Lane, and Beanie Martin helplessly standing by as Jimmy Olsen perilously dangles from a huge clock 45 stories above the street. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. You know, even if you tried, I'll bet you couldn't think of more exciting prizes than you find it in packages of Kellogg's Pet. Mind you, not just one kind of prize, but three different kinds. One or the other in each package of pep you open. And are all three kinds fun to collect? Why, take, for instance, those bright-colored comic buttons, each picturing a favorite comic strip character. Will you look slick with all 18 of them pinned on your jacket or your beanie cap? Or take that snappy series of seven pep model planes, made of colored cardboard and a cinch to put together. Or those 24 full-color bird pictures, each with a description, helping make you a mighty wise bird yourself. You'll find one or the other of these three kinds of prizes in every package of Kellogg's Pep. And say, while you're collecting them, you'll be putting in some prize-winning eating, too. Sure, just think of Pep's keen, brisk flavor, the light, fresh, catchy flavor in those crisp flakes of whole wheat. Yes, sir, a bowl of Pep really sends you. In fact, from every angle... Pep's a prize dish. So ask Mom to get you Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, and look for the prize inside your package. And now, the adventures of Superman. Believing that a recent subway disaster in Metropolis stemmed from corruption in the city government, private detective Candy Myers conducted a one-man investigation. Then, satisfied that his suspicions were well-founded, he offered Clark Kent a scoop. But before he could talk, Candy was ambushed and beaten up. And the next day, cub reporter Jimmy Olsen was abducted. While Kent searched for Jim, Beanie Martin, head copy boy at the Daily Planet, made a startling discovery. Dangling from one of the hands of the huge insurance company clock, 45 stories above the street, was a tiny human figure. Hastily summoning editor Perry White and Lois Lane to the window in Kent's office, which overlooked the insurance building, Beanie pressed a pair of binoculars into Lois's hands. And as we continue now, Lois gasps as she focuses the binoculars on the clock. Listen. Good heavens, Chief. It's Jim. Jim? Jim where? Hanging from the insurance building clock. It's Jim, I tell you. What? Sure it is, Mr. White. Oh, you're, you're, you're joking. I am not. Here, here are the binoculars. See for yourself. Uh, give them to me. Uh, let me see. Uh, where? Right there, on the minute hand. Hey, but Lizzie's... How did he Good get God off there? It, it is Jim. Of course it is. What do we do, Chief? Oh, what do we do? I don't know, but do something fast. Uh, call Inspector Henderson. Call the fire department. Yeah, but uh, but... Don't, 
just stand there, Beanie. Okay. Creepers. Oh, golly. Wait a minute. The police are already down there in the street and the fire department, too. Somebody must have called them. Then why don't they do something? The boy won't be able to hang on much longer. Uh, uh, Jim, look out. What is it? What is it? One of his hands slipped. Oh, Jim. He's just hanging on with one hand now. Oh, why doesn't somebody do something? What's the matter with the fire department? They've got their ladders off, see, but they don't go more than halfway to the clock. They've got to do something before. No, Jim, Jim. What is it, Chief? Golly, now what? The clock hand. The one Jim's hanging to it. He slipped down. What? There. There it slipped again. Oh, Oh, I can't look anymore. Oh, the poor kitty. He hasn't a chance. Who hasn't a chance? Can't. Can't. Oh, Clark. Jim, he's... What about he's Jim? up there on the insurance building clock, mister. Can't. What? Here, take these binoculars. Yes, look for yourself. Oh, he hasn't a chance. Not a chance. Oh, the poor kid. Great Scott. Oh, the clock hand slipping down. It's, it's going to break. Where are you going? Stay where you are. I'll be right back. Into White's office. Oh, thank goodness nobody's in here. This is a job for Superman. Now, out of these clothes, fast. How in the world did Jim ever get up there? He, uh-oh, that clock hand's breaking. Jim's falling. Out through the window. Away! Diving through Perry White's closed window, Superman flashes upward and rounds the corner of the Daily Planet building as Jimmy Olsen, his grip broken, plummets down toward the street below, where gasping, awe-stricken crowds scatter in frantic haste. Twisting and whirling, he falls halfway to the street when suddenly a streak of red and blue cleaves through the air like a meteoric arrow. Grasps the falling boy as lightly as a feather and rockets upward with him again to disappear through Editor White's shattered window in the Daily Planet. A moment later, once again in his guise and garb of Clark Kent, Superman is joined by Perry White and Lois Lane, both frantic with worry. Jimmy, you all right? Uh, Jimmy, speak to me. Sure. Sure, I'm okay, Miss Lane. I guess. Oh, thank heaven. Oh, that's thank fine. Goodness. And now, young man, since you have succeeded in scaring us nearly out of our wits, perhaps you'll tell us what in thunder you were doing up there on that clock. But to tell you the truth, Chief, I don't know. You don't know? What do you mean? What do you mean, Jim? How did you get up there? I, I don't know, Mr. Kent. Honest, I don't. You don't. Now, look here. Just a moment, Chief. He's been through a pretty shocking experience, so let's take it easy with him. All right, Jim, suppose you start at the beginning now and tell us what happened. You'll probably remember the rest of it as you go along. Oh, okay, I'll try. Let's see. I, I remember those guys grabbing me at the subway cave-in when I was with Miss Lane. Oh, do you, did you find out who they were? No. All I know is they threw me into their car and drove a little way. I couldn't see where I was down on the bottom of the car. Yes? Then I heard one of them say, we'll teach the little punk to mind his own business. Right after that, something hit me behind the ear. Good heavens! That's all I really remember. The rest is like... like a hazy dream. Except... Well, I kind of remember picking myself up in the park. In the park? Yeah, that's right. You must have thrown him out of the car in the park. Go on, Jim. Yeah. Well, everything was misty, like in a fog. The only thing I seemed to see clearly was the clock on the insurance building. It, it was kind of shining. From the reflection of the sun, I suppose. Then watch him. Well, it, it kind of registered I had to go that way. Toward the clock, I mean. Uh-huh. I guess I realized that was the way to the office. And it was the funniest thing. After a while, I, I couldn't see anything but the clock. Of course, you poor kid. You were obviously only half conscious. I guess so, I... I didn't really know what I was doing. Something just kept telling me I had to get to the clock, and that's all I remember till I woke up and found I was on the clock. 
hanging on to one of the hands. Good, Good God grief. Great. But how did you get up there? You must remember that. No. No, I don't remember that, Mr. Kent. Oh, that's impossible. You must have... There's only one way you could have got up there. You probably took the elevator to the top floor and climbed out of a window, probably in a stair hall. There's a very narrow ledge there, not more than six inches wide. And you must have made your way along it until you got to the clock. A six-inch ledge, 45 stories above the street. Don't remind me about it, Miss Lane. But why? Why did he do it? I can't see... He told you, Chief. He just told you the only thing that registered on Jim in his half-conscious state was the insurance building clock. It, well, it it became a fixation to him. To his subconscious, it meant home, comfort, help. He just had to keep going until he actually had his hands on that clock. Yeah, and I wouldn't be here now if not for Superman. Golly, I wish he'd stuck around till I could thank him. Never mind that. The important thing is that you're all right. Yes, And another important thing is to get our hands on the hoodlums who are responsible for this outrage. Oh, if only we knew who they were. We have a pretty good idea who they were, Lois. What do you mean? Who can't? The same gang who beat up Candy Myers and who were responsible for the subway disaster last month. Who said so? It's obvious because Jim was grabbed after he took some samples of the concrete and soil from the cave-in. And besides, take a look at this. What is it? What's that? Why, it's a handkerchief. Yes, a cheap handkerchief like the one that was found in Candy's hand after he was beaten up. And uh, look what's printed on it. Let's see. Keep your nose clean. Why, that's what? the sa- Well, that's just what it said on the other handkerchief. Holy huh? smokes. Where did you find this, Mr. Kent? It was sticking out of your jacket pocket when I, uh, when Superman rescued you. Gee whiz. Well, then... Then you're right. It was the same gang that beat up Candy. And this makes it look as if the subway cave-in wasn't just an unfortunate accident, as Building Commissioner Morgan said. Something must have been wrong. And Morgan is afraid the public will find out about it. And Morgan must no, be... No, no, wait, Chief. The real criminal is someone else. Well, what do you mean? Mr. Oh. Well, I don't want to name him unless I'm absolutely sure and until I have the goods on him. But I'll tell you this much. Unless we get him dead to rights and get him fast, that subway disaster last month is only peanuts to what might happen in Metropolis. Huh? What do you mean, Clark? Well, what are you talking about, Kent? Come on, come on, come on. Now, please, it. don't insist, Chief. I tell you, I'd rather not name him yet. Because if I did, well, I might endanger you and Lois. Me and Lois. What are you talking about, Later, Clark? Lois, later. Right now, Mr. White and I are going places. Get your hat, Chief. Oh, what for? Where are we going? To get the goods on the man responsible for the subway cave-in, for beating up Candy Myers, and for almost causing Jim to lose his life. But, Ken, come on, will you? I told you, unless we move fast, what's happened so far is nothing compared to what might happen. So grab your hat and let's go. Taking Perry White's arm, Clark Kent fairly propels him from the office. We'll continue with today's exciting episode in a moment. So stand by. You know, the mothers of all the gangs sure are being stampeded for Kellogg's Pep these summer mornings. Of course, that's true any time of the year. But a dish of those crisp, light, golden flakes of Pep is so downright inviting, so refreshing and delicious that, well, it's a specially slick treat for vacation breakfasts. Yes, sir, with a bowl of pep always waiting for you, you can be looking forward to that catchy full wheat pep flavor from the first moment you wake up. So it's no wonder you're rushing mom for Kellogg's pep. And besides, you fellows and girls are going overboard for those keen pep prizes. Three different kinds of prizes, one or the other in every pep package. For instance, those swell-colored cardboard models of fighting planes. You're really sharp when you've collected all seven model planes in the series. Or maybe you're collecting Pep's 24 full-color bird pictures with a description on the reverse side to to help you identify these birds anywhere. And say, how you coming with your set of 18 comic buttons with comic strip characters to pin on your beanie cap or your jacket? 
don't let any of the gang beat you at collecting all three kinds of pep prizes. Ask Mom to get you a supply of Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Clark Kent and Editor Perry White have just arrived at the scene of the recent subway disaster where they find the cave-in is boarded over, with traffic already running over the heavy planking. Two men are just about to mount to the seat of a huge steam shovel, which has been moved to the curb. Uh-oh. This looks bad, Chief. Well, what is? What are you talking about, Kent? I wish you'd tell me why you dragged me out here. I told you, to get the evidence against the man who's responsible for the subway cave-in, and who beat up Candy and Jim. What evidence? The evidence that was in the caved-in tube. But it's all gone now. The tube is as clean as a whistle. Well, now what do we do, Chief? How are we going to trap the rat behind all this before something much worse happens? Dismayed, Clark Kent stares at the long pit beneath the street. Empty now of all incriminating evidence against the man who Kent says was responsible for the worst subway disaster in the history of Metropolis and for the vicious attacks upon Candy Myers and Jimmy Olsen. Unless this man is brought to justice swiftly, Kent said, many more serious disasters might occur. Who is this mysterious man? And what can Kent do now? Angered as he has rarely been before, Kent intends to do something about it swiftly. And tomorrow he goes into action. So be sure to be with us then. Tune in, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. You know, gang, famous names are often family names, like the Kellogg family of cereals. And here's a famous member that makes breakfast mighty swell. It's Kellogg Shredded Wheat. Full ripe whole wheat made into tender plump biscuits that fit your bowl. Toasted just right, too, for crispness and natural nut sweet flavor. And for nutrition, well, Kellogg Shredded Wheat is made of finest whole wheat. Mom likes that. And the economy of 15. 15 biscuits in every package. Remind Mom to get Kellogg Shredded Wheat. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.